Greetings. I'm the Reverend Jen Fenner of Epworth United Methodist Church in Gaithersburg, Maryland, and this is Transformed by Faith Today. Today we find ourselves in the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter, in this third week of Advent, and it's the voice of Mary that begins in the 31st, 34th verse, answering the angel who has already told her that she will conceive and bear a child. Mary talks back, questions, seeks to understand more, and asks the angel, how can this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answers her, saying, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy, and he will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Many of us have heard this passage a thousand times, and yet there's things that stick out to me in this season that perhaps I haven't paid attention to before. First of all, I love the fact that God invites dialogue. That walking in faith, even the kind of faithfulness that Mary exhibits, does not require us to receive without asking questions, without sharing our fears or our confusions or our concerns. Mary speaks to the angel, and the angel, in the voice of God, responds back. Now, the answer that the angel gives is equally miraculous and challenging for our human understanding. The Holy Spirit will come upon her and the power of the Most High will overshadow her. And somehow this woman who is a virgin will give birth to a child. And because of this virgin birth, the child will be holy and will be called the Son of God. And yet God allows us to wrestle with our humanity and God's divinity. In fact, God seems to invite it here. The second thing that I love is that in the same breath that the angel shares the news with Mary, the angel shares that Elizabeth, Mary's relative, in her old age has also conceived a son. And that not only has she conceived a son, but that Elizabeth has carried this impossibility made possible for six months. She, the one who was said to be barren. Sometimes as we walk with God, It becomes so personal and personalized that we lose sight of the bigger picture of what God is doing. Perhaps what gave Mary some of the courage she needed to accept what God was doing was the understanding that the impossible was not only possible in her, but that the impossible is possible with God in the life of many. Sometimes we think that the coming of God's presence rises and falls with us. And when God moves in our life, we're sure it's because we have been blessed, because we're worthy and faithful. And when God doesn't do what we want or when we struggle or feel challenged, we feel punished or put aside. And yet this passage would remind us that God is at work in our life and God is at work in the lives of others. And the narrative of what God is doing with humanity always happens through us but it is a bigger picture that God is weaving together. Verse 37, the angel reminds Mary, nothing will be impossible with God. 
Perhaps the thing that gives Mary the extraordinary courage to say, here am I, the servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word. Perhaps what gives her courage is the understanding that it is not just about her. It's about Elizabeth. It's about you and it's about me. And it's about God's work through each of our lives uniquely. In the places that we're barren, that there will be life. In the places that, there, that we are afraid, there will be faith. In the places that we feel cast aside and lowly and humble, there will be redemption. As soon as Mary speaks those words of faith, the angel departs from her. Similar to the way that the physical presence of God disappeared when Philip baptized the Ethiopian eunuch. So many times God engages with us in that very real back and forth. And when we finally yield, God disappears in that form to to lead us forward in the next place in life. I invite you this third week in Advent. If you are someone who feels like God has punished you or put you aside or you could never be the one through whom God works, remember that there's always Elizabeth next to Mary. And if you are one who's fallen into ego and believes that somehow God has chosen you because you're more worthy or more faithful than another, I invite you to consider that God chose Mary in her lowly state. God chose Elizabeth in her barren state. The work of God is through us, but not simply about us. God, we're grateful that you walk with us, that you use us, that you allow us to dialogue with you, that you overshadow us with your presence in moments, that your Holy Spirit can come upon us. Help us to remember, God, that it is not because we are worthy or blessed beyond comparison to others, but it is because you are faithful and your work is for us and for all. Teach us, God, this season to have eyes for all and to believe, to believe, God, that you are working in us. In Jesus' name. Amen.